Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. in NRL Supercoach are incoming. Bringing you the ultimate insight to help you win your leagues and climb up the rankings. You're now listening to the Insight NRL Show with your hosts, Brain, Metrics, and Whisperer. Yes, you are. Welcome back. We are live for the first live of the season. It's week one of the preseason, the preseason challenge. It's in the books. And tonight we're going to unpack it all for you on the SC Brain, joined by my co host, SC Matrix, SC Whisperer. Boys, Maddie, how you going, mate? You uh, had a little bit of a time away from the pod last week. We had to go uh, as a duo, and it just didn't feel the same without you. Mate, I tell you what, I didn't feel the same without you guys. It was probably due to the, about the 40 beers watching the Super Bowl. I was a, uh, I was a mess. Got back from the Cass after midnight on Sunday. I uh, got back from the Valley after midnight. Uh, I lost my voice somewhere between Caxton Street and the Valley. So um, thanks, thanks to the guys that mailed it back in. Got it about Thursday. So um, yeah, happy with that. Love that. And Josh, we got a we got a photo of him on the beers at what was it, nine o'clock in the morning? And that and that's eight o'clock his time as well. He's he's an hour <laughs> behind us. So it was it was a big weekend to be a bloke named Matrix, but it's good to have him back, obviously. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, well guys, uh, of course, we'll we'll dig into things very soon. But the show is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze. Ryan from Astute Newstead and Bonus Bank. We'll give them a shout out throughout the show. Uh, and, you know, because it is the first live, drop your questions below. Uh, if you have any questions from the weekend or, or from the footy that we've just watched, drop them in. Any 
questions, I guess, about your team and how that's facing as well. Uh, we'll, we'll do our best to get to all the questions throughout the show. Uh, and obviously, if you haven't yet, please subscribe. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're uh, one of the OGs, welcome back. Uh, hit that like button, follow, review, do all those things if you're listening to us on audio. And of course, join the Unlimited League. It's 77141 is the code. It's a free league to join. It's not going to cost you a thing. You can win a Supercoach Champions ring and the highest scorer every single week will get themselves a standard squeeze prize pack. So thanks to the guys at Supercoach Champion as well for supplying the ring. You can get your own at supercoachchampion.com. Now, uh, Josh, I'll, I'll love to throw to you on this one because the World Cup is all yours. Um, we've just facilitated it, I guess. But it, it's a cool idea, and and you know, I'm guessing people want to know more about how they can get involved. Yeah, definitely. It's pretty fitting. We've had the NRL trials wrap up today, but we've also had the first batch of um, sort of intra-club games being played for the AFL as well. So the Insight Fantasy World Cup is pretty much just a competition to test how good you are at all four forms of Supercoach. It's going to be kicking off from NRL round one, which is, goodness, it's only a week and a half away with Vegas around the corner. Uh, it's going to be a collective tournament across all four sports, NRL, AFL, NBL, and BBL. Basically, collective percentage of your scores and your rankings of all four. We'll tally them up at the end of the season, which is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Matrix, but we've just finished the NBL, so it's going to run from basically just February to February. Yeah, so it's going to it's gonna run for 12 months, and there's going to be some good cash prizes. So it's 10 bucks to enter. We'll pay the top 10 entries. We've already got a fair few in there already. People that are testing their knowledge um, in all four formats. I've never played AFL uh, or NBL, so it's going to be a nice little change up for me. Definitely. Uh, Matty, you, you've obviously just wrapped up NBL as well. You want to give everybody a little bit of a chat about how that's all gone? I know you finished on a bit of a high yourself. Oh, mate, I Stephen Bradbury it today. I needed uh, Mango Mathiang. Who was it? Mango Mathiang and Tyler Harvey to score less than Justin Robinson and Todd Blanchfield. And Todd Blanchfield's the most random guy that I've had for a little while. Had a, his best game this week. And I tell you what, I might be, with some of the money that I won, I might be rushing out to be the only person in Queensland with a Todd Blanchfield jersey. I don't even <laughs> know if his mum has one. I'm sure his mum does have one. That, that'd be a lie. Um, but yeah, nice little win there for you. I, I lost my NBL. Uh, cash comp final because I captain cotton. We won't get into that. It'll make me upset. Um, but I'll tell you what we will get into. We're going to get into these preseason challenge games because there's a lot to dissect. There's a lot to talk about. Um, and, and I guess it kicks off on Thursday night. The Dogs 24. They beat the Melbourne Storm or we probably should say the reserve grade Melbourne Storm uh, 12. Now, Josh, uh, you, you did some awesome stuff on socials over the weekend. You, you put together super coach oh, scores on your socials. I Oh, mate, I tweeted cool. a lot of a lot of crap. Yeah, yeah, that too, that too. I just wanted to kind of pump you up a little bit, make you feel good, you know. Oh, thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, but basically, spent the the entire week doing all the supercoach scores. Um, for the weeks, we've got a fair bit of data to to go through today, which is going to be nice. Um, but yeah, the dogs twenty four, storm twelve. Straight away, that Burton-Zerry combination, I'm not too sure if that's going to be the combo that they stick with because you've obviously got Stephen Crichton to come back. But Sherry looked really good. Um, out of the game for four years. I'm not going to say didn't miss a beat because the first 10 minutes were a little bit rusty, but he really found his sort of feet into the game. And is he is he an option at 3.30 if he gets the start? It'd be on the right, um, which wouldn't be ideal. You'd think they'd link up with Burton, Crichton, and Addo Carr in that left. Yeah, what do you reckon, Matty? I'll leave this one with you. Yeah, it's got to be Burton, Crichton, and Addo Carr. Like, yes, it was great to see Zary play so well, but yeah, I'm just... 
not sure that's how it's going to roll out. And it's great to overreact after the first week. It's just great to be watching footy again, can I add? It's just great to have NRL footy back. And But, yeah, I suppose this is a look at if there is an injury, you can be confident putting Zeri in. Yeah, I think everybody probably saw the score and they go, oh, shit, he scored a try. He looked good. Um, and then they see 27% of people own him and they're like, fuck, I probably should add this guy. And he's 345K, so he's nice and cheap. He probably fills a void there. He, he maybe is a perfect downgrade for someone that maybe didn't do too well over the weekend. But isn't it, like you said, Matty, it's uh, perfect to overreact to week one of trials. I mean, when you think about it, we had guys playing one half of football. Like we, we didn't see many players play 80 at all, did we, Josh? I think most of the f- main first grade squad played the first half and then they rolled out their the Reggies in the second half mostly. Yeah, I mean, some of them didn't even play that. I mean, like we take Appy today, for example, he played 20 and then just came off. So, I mean, t- it's great to overreact. Like that's what trials are for. Like trials are to get you hyped up and, and to get you overreacting. Like, there's players we never looked at that have sort of entered my team, but we'll run through all the notes from the Bulldogs and then we can dissect the, the relevant players. Um, yeah. Farmer Sue looks really good. Uh, in his first stint. I don't think he gets huge minutes to be relevant. Um, definitely one to watch for trials week two. Uh, the Marnie trap, all three of us got sucked in last year. We might get sucked in again. He had a nice try assist. Um, was looking good. I think he made 27 tackles in the first half, which is nice to see. And only had three or four misses, which is good for Reed Marnie standards. Um, Pat not goal kicking. That's the the really big talking point out of this. Um some people are saying, oh, well, what's the point of him goal kicking? You'd think if he was to be the main goal kicker for round one, you'd want to be getting reps in. Uh, it's all well and good to be, you know, in training when there's no crowds, but you want to be kicking under pressure. Uh, I think Meany probably takes the role, uh, especially for the first five or six weeks. And then maybe Pap gets eased in, but if Meany's hitting them well, then, you know, what's the point for Pap kicking? Um, Sam Hughes, he's the star. Let's, we'll chat about him in detail after. Um, but the man he was competing with, Liam Knights. I think we can put a big red line through him straight away. Uh, three drop balls, his first three carries. Just looked like he was doing too much. And you find that with these guys that are on the fringe, you know, they want to come in and make a big impact, but it just wasn't Liam Knight's night. Uh, gets to go home to Denica Mason, though, so he is the real winner. Um, Jarrell Skelton is an absolute stud. Uh, we've seen him for the last couple of years. He is definitely one to, to watch. He is still green. He's a rugby prospect, but... Uh, there's a world where when Addo Carr's contract is up, did the dogs just move off him? And because you've got a guy like Skelton there as well. Karaz didn't play, but Blake Wilson looked really good on the wing, which then begs the question, does Karaz play center, which would drastically diminish his supercoach prospects. Um, and the dogs overall looked really clunky in attack. I mean, until Sexton came on, but they were playing against, you know, C grade side. So I don't want to take too much from that second half. Um, but it's going to be a good battle. Hutcho steered them around well. Sexton looked really good when he came on, so it's definitely one to watch. But boys, Sam Hughes, he was the star of the show. It's now got people talking about, hey, is Sam Hughes a viable front row forward too? And that's the question I want to put to you, Braino. Is it too risky if you can go pretty much a gun in, any, in every other position? Oh, that's such a hard question, isn't it? We, we've talked a lot about the low upside and high upside positions. And obviously you, you want to pay up in fullback, halfback. You can even have an argument that you can pay up in center wing for at least one gun. But bro, I mean, you've made some good points, Josh, on, on socials and in conversations that we've had where the gap between guys like 
you know, Robson and or even Brendan Hands and, and Harry Grant is a much smaller gap, really, isn't it? Just because it's such a low upside position. And it's the same with front row forward. What's the gap between a Thomas Flegler and Payne Haas? It's maybe 20, 15 points, but it's about $300,000. So, yeah, uh, that, that becomes the question. What, what's he priced? 238, I think it is, uh, Hughes? Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, if you look at someone like a Flegler and you project him for a 50, for mid 400s you look at the same hughes you can project him for a 40 at mm. 230 it's yeah. like don't look i've said this multiple times in the podcast don't look at him as a starter just look at him as the 17th option like if yeah. he's getting you 40 45 points at 230k that's amazing the the issue lies if he gets injured then a wilson has to come on or a or a, um, a fafita has to come on that's the dilemma i think his output's going to be perfectly fine for a front row forward too it's just how much depth do you have to cover him if he eventually goes down. The the issue isn't like whether I'm getting Sam Hughes. The issue is I need to pick three other front row forwards as well. Um, like Sam Hughes has been one of one of the first added, and yeah, comparing it to Flegler, maybe it's not good. But like maybe I just need somebody fucking mid right now. Like I don't I don't know. Like maybe I just need somebody that's going to get fifty and get in there because. In all fairness, I'd paint Hass and you know, there's some things that happened in the Tigers game today that I've had to rip my team apart, um, which we'll have a chat about a bit later. We we talk about the upside from like a a, a cheapy front row forward to paint Haas, and it's maybe 30 points. We talk about the price or the points difference between someone like a Jack Bostock today, who played nearly the full game with a try and only scored 46, and a Greg Marzu who can pump out 80 doing nothing. And that's the dilemma. It's like, well, can I sacrifice on front row forward in order to get a Mazu, to get a Val Holmes, to get, you know, maybe not a Sarko being outside of Herbie. But you know what I mean? Like, these top tier guys can just go off for 130 at any moment. And Payne Haas just doesn't do that. And if he gets, if you look down at Payne Haas at the end of a Thursday night or a Friday night and you go, cool, Payne Haas got 80, that's nice. It gives you zero movement. Like, it's nice, but when Ma- when Mazu scores three tries and goes for 160, it's like, well, that is what gives me the movement. As a Broncos yeah. fan, it gives me a bit of movement. <laughs> I think <laughs> you, you know you're going to get the 75 to 90 from Payne Haas, more often than not, but mm. you're not going to get the 120. You're not going to get the 140, whereas, yeah, Marju, you will, and and those high upside guys, you will. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board with the cheap front row forward, cheap hooker debate. I think it's more just a matter of which one. And there's so many fucking question marks now. Can you go both? Can Brendan Hands be your hooker one and Sam Hughes be your front row forward two? And you just have Cleary, Hines, Brown, Turbo, Ponga, Walsh, and then, you know, Val and maybe Marzu. Like, that's the thing. It's it's the prawn team. Just get rid of the head and you've got a star-studded team apart from that. I'm going to say you can. I'm going to say you can. I reckon it could be a, a decent option, especially if you're making those points up elsewhere. You've just got to obviously use your cash well down the bottom with your with your cheapies and make sure you get those cheapies right because you're going to need cash to upgrade those front row forwards and hookers eventually. You're not going to want to run cheap all year. Some other relevant scores before we wrap up with this game. Max King, uh, 28 points in about 22 minutes. Really, really impressive to see from him. Um, Jaden Salmon scored 31. Now, that's not the talking point. The talking point is he looks really good and that bodes some concern for Josh Curran. Um, so I think trial week two will be a big test for Curran, and he's no longer as must as what I think a lot of people would have thought. Um, but apart from that, there was no other real talking points. Sherry 61 uh, and a skeleton 61, but both those guys are outsiders for round one and Reed Money with a 46 just at halftime. That included 
a linebreak assist and a try assist. But on the Storm side, boys, there's not too much to talk about that isn't Ryan Pappenhausen, uh, who had a nice 52, a try, still looked rapid. I think they tracked his speed. It was like 90% of what he got his top speed in 2021. But the no goal kicking. That's a real kick in the teeth. We've discussed on this podcast at length about how poor the Storm's draw is. But when you're looking at all these other top guns and a pappy at a 600k, you're like, fuck, can we just do it to ourselves? I'll tell you what, when when that little chip went over for Pappy and you just see this little whippet running <laughs> through and just outdoing everyone at, at pace, it's like, oh, could we could we see what we've seen previously, what we know Pappy's capable of? But then you just gotta remember the injuries that he's had in the last two years. Like, fuck, that I just need to see more. I hope he stays fit. And he's definitely going to be an option, but that draw is just way too volatile for me. It's they've got some brutal matchups. I'm just hoping he drops some cash. Imagine if we could get Pappenhausen in the 500k mark. In after we've, their buy, we've said we've said this. The draw turns in round nine, and we never want to wish injury upon anyone. But if Turbo happens to go down in round eight, oh, it's a it's a very very tasty swap. Mm. It would be, yeah. Let's we won't talk about injuries too early on, but uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely keeping an eye out on opportunity when it pops up. Uh, boys, before we touch on the Indigenous versus Maori uh, game, uh, a big shout out for Insight Unlimited. It's finally here. We've done a lot of work in the background to make sure that this is ready to go. So uh, it gives you exclusive access to the team at Insight Fantasy Sports. So not just us, but it gives you access to all of the other sports that we do, all of the other podcasts as well. Um, you get access to our thoughts on final trades. You get trade thought uh, captains. Uh, exclusive member Q&As as well. So we're going to be coming into the Discord and we're going to be answering all of your team questions in the lead up to every single round and, and a ton more stuff. And this isn't just NRL, like I mentioned, AFL, NBL, BBL, as well as NBA. And it only costs you 25 bucks for the whole year. So definitely jump on board there and uh, you can jump into the Discord for free as well and get involved in the community. And if it's something you'd like, then uh, you can hit us up. So... Definitely get involved. Now, boys, uh, Indigenous versus Maori, obviously this was uh, a game that we'd probably more often than not see uh, relatively full-strength teams, uh, obviously not playing for their clubs, but playing in a pretty competitive environment, right, Matty? So we'd expect some pretty good football to be played, but it was kind of a little sloppy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was It was wet. Like, you're seeing the ball getting dropped. You're seeing the forwards probably shine here. Um, due to the that being the way that you should play this footy, as soon as they pushed it out to a to you know to a winger or a center or whatever, the pill just got spilled. Um, turned into really messy. I didn't really. I was excited for football to be back after the Bulldogs, and I think I said in about the 60th minute, I was like, I'm enjoying seeing seeing all my old mates out there again, but really not quality footy was played on Friday night. And I guess were people really enjoying uh, good old Tricky Trendle taking a little bit more of the shine away from Nico Hines. I think that's probably the one big question, isn't it, Josh? So, you know, everybody's looking at how involved Braden Trindle was and how much ball he was taking away from Nico in this one. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of overreaction happening here. I mean, mm-hmm. the way you read Twitter, people were talking about Nico Hines like he was Brendan Wakeham. Uh, Nico Hines still finished with 70 points. Like, he still had 27 tackles. He had one try assist. He was kicking goals. That's the main thing. Um, we saw last year that he had that injury and was kicking and Trindle took over the goal kicking, but uh, Hines was kicking over Trell. He was kicking over um, Trindle. But yeah, a little bit of clunky footy. That's sort of to be expected when you have a rep game with a week worth of you know camp. Not taking too much out of it. Uh, a lot of these fantasy relevant guys, Adam Elliott, Josh Curran, um, Jesse Arthurs, like all these guys were out of position. 
Uh, but the question I want to pose to you two boys is, do we go to the casino and play some Ricky Roulettes? Because Joey Tarps looked unreal. Unreal. Can you... I, I mean, is he going to score a try every week? No. Um, you know, I mean, what did he end up scoring? He scored 80 or 90 odd, didn't he? Uh, 80 fantasy points. So, and that was very, very similar to Supercoach. So there wasn't um, some official scoring done and I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention, but... Offloading at will, had the try, had really good running meters. But he's probably a touch expensive. If he had the jewel, he didn't didn't have the jewel this year, but if you had that, it'd be much more tempting. I'd rather pay the extra for him over than, than a cotter, for example. Yeah, it's just the cash, isn't it? The extra 100K or whatever it is that you're going to have to pay to go from cotter to tarpany is 100K that you're probably going to need with the lack of cheapies that we've started to to see lately. So uh, yeah, not not ideal. But um, I, put a, I put a tweet up. Or should we call it a tweet anymore? I put a post up on X um, saying uh, Latrell was going to come out and brain it and uh, going to have a big one because he does. He usually turns up for the Indigenous team and uh, he was very quiet and I kind of have to eat my words on that one. But, I mean, he walked away from this game with a knee injury as well. Is there any news on – have we heard any news on that, Matty, at all? No, I haven't seen anything on it. Um to be completely honest, he just looked a little disengaged. I did see him limp off, but he was back five, six minutes later. Like, looks like he was out there trying to get involved. But, yeah, just where he goes through these stretches where he does look disengaged, um, it's just worrying to see it this early on in the season. Yeah, like, and for the Indigenous the team too. Starts. Yeah, it's usually a game that he turns up for. So, um, yeah, a little bit concerning, but, you know, with so many fullback options, uh, it's not it's not overly stressful unless you've drafted him uh, last week and you did your draft a little bit early and you've got him sitting there in your fullback spot in draft. So, um, but Jesse Arthur's Matty, while I've got you here, um, is an interesting conversation because he looked pretty ordinary and he did, like Josh said, play, he played at fullback. He's not going to play fullback for the Broncos, um, but you, you've got to take something from the eye test in this game, don't you? He just looked a little bit kind of lost and out of place and, and struggled to find his way into the game. Well. Look, I don't know how much he was playing. Like, I did, I haven't seen him play a lot of footy before I saw him roll into the Broncos team um, when Corey Oates got injured. But he's never looked like a fullback. I'm sure they were trying something. Maybe Luttrell did have a little bit of an injury early. Oh, no, sorry. He's on the Maori team. My bad. But, like, maybe he just... I don't really understand why he was playing at fullback anyway. He's never really looked like a fullback, um, a competent winger. Um, but, yeah, I honestly don't know what they were doing. Looked out of place there. Um, look, put him on the wing. He's a really good winger. Um, and I think at 370K, I'll still be rolling with him in round one. What about yourself, Josh? Is he a guy that you had in your team or is he now out of your team off the back of this? I haven't actually had him for probably three or four weeks. Uh, I'm not I'm not out of the question. We saw that side of the Broncos field look really good today in the trial. Cobo looks really good at center uh, and Walsh is just electric. So definitely not out of the question. Um, I'm probably more interested in Josh Curran who made 39 tackles in 58 minutes on an edge, which is really impressive. If he can, I mean, I expect that input to be matched in the middle at 13, um, playing 60 minutes. That's the role that I'm, I'm hoping for him. I don't expect an 80 minute edge role, but if we can get 60 in the middle, that would be amazing. He looks really good. Um, I was actually pretty high on the cheese until I saw Connor Watson in the trial, which leaves that spot sort of more up in the air. Jack Howarth looked really good. I can't believe we actually saw him for the first time, like a real footy player. 
Uh, but he looked really good on the edge. But there's reports coming out today that he's struggling to adapt to the Storm system, which is weird because the Storm signed him to a, what, $2 million deal over four years. So time will tell. I think Sean Bloor's got that spot. We saw Trent Liero roll out through the middle for the Storm in their trial as well. So seems like it's a Sean Bloor spot, but we'll uh, we'll monitor that one. But the big one, boy, is Xavier Willison. Obviously, hugely touted out of the Broncos. Had... Uh, I think 63 points in 27 minutes for Supercoach. So that that included a try and a line break at, right at the end, like a consolation piece. But he had the best PPM out of all qualifying players last year in Supercoach at a 1.53. I don't think these attacking stats are outliers for him because he is so big. We saw the same thing with um, Takoa from uh, the Broncos today, like just big guys that they're going to use at the line. Um, but, you know, we saw the Sam Hughes show the night before. And that got everyone thinking, all right, well, can we run him as a front row forward too? The, the performance of Wilson's just sort of reaffirmed that stance that you can run him as a front row forward too. And Wilson just can roll out and be your front row forward three. If he gets 30 minutes, I'd project 40 points. And it's like far out. I mean, that's a pretty good safety blanket to have. I, I had him in my team maybe three weeks, four weeks ago. Um, and then I ended up moving down to like a Liam Henry and uh, and Sam Hughes, obviously. They're, they're kind of like 230K. So I, I moved down to those guys. But I tell you what, like he he looked good, didn't he? Um, you know, Matty, you kind of threw some stuff up on, on X and you were questioning whether he was going to be in this rotation. And I think there still is some question marks. It, but it, it more comes down to just how deep that forward pack is at the Broncos. And, you know, other minutes there for him, do you think? I think the way that, Twitter X whatever was talking about him was that he was going to take Flegler's role, which is definitely not that. We're going to see Corey Jensen step up um, and take that spot. Um, we're going to see, you know, we're not going to see Wilson in the middle or anything like that. But I do think that there's a bench spot for him, whether it's 25, 30 minutes, hopefully can go up to 35. I'm really high on Willison. He's such a big body. Um, doesn't make too many mistakes. Just a battering ram. But, yeah, I need to probably see 30 minutes from him. But, honestly, right now, better than um, what was the cheapie from the Liam Henry. Like, better than Liam Henry. There's more security there. I'd rather run with Willison than something like that. It's worth the 40K to me. Yeah, I am. Um... Also, you, you competed with Marty Tapao, who is no spring chicken. Um, the Fletcher Baker hype seemed to cool off dramatically. And I, I know that DeCora is really good. He was really good today, but he is still so young and so raw. We saw how long they held back Piacora. Um, you know, we've heard about Willison for two or three years now. Like, they, they've held back these juniors until, I mean, even Ezra Mann. We, saw, we heard about Ezra Mann for, you know, two or three years until he finally hit the scene. So, I think that DeCora is going to be held back a little bit and Marty is no spring chicken. He's no longer Marty Manly. And yeah, you're really competing with Fletcher Baker. It's probably that first prop off the bench. I, I'm finding it, I'm talking myself into the idea of running a, a mid price front row forward and then three cheapies because if for whatever reason Hughes goes down and you have to play, or even on a buy, like if I say to you, Hey, Wilson's going to get you 40 and you got to play him. You're not going to be like, oh, that's the worst. Like, that's fine. Like, you're like, sweet. At, at a buy, when I'm at a pinch, like, I'll happily take that. So, he looked really good. Um, but apart from that, yeah, the Hines and Trindle debate, I think people are overreacting slightly. Uh, like, let's remember that Hines still averaged 83 points last year. 
that's without goal kicking for 33% of that sample size. And that's with a 22 versus Penrith and everyone scores 22 versus Penrith. Like, I think we need to cool the Jets a little bit because the same people were doubting Hines in round four. The same people had egg on their face when he scored 180. I think Hines regresses, but I don't think it's enough to be like, man, he's a bum. Like I said, people are treating him like he's Brandon White coming out here. Like, come on. I think people are now starting to get a little bit worried about cash and they're starting to think, shit, a lot of these guys I was relying on the Fletcher Bakers and and the kind of mid-price or cheap options didn't really turn up or didn't do what they were hoping they'd do this weekend. So uh, people are probably thinking, oh, I can actually downgrade Hines to Ezra Mam and I can go and uh, I can downgrade Hines to Aiden Caesar and that plans out the window now. So like they're they're just kind of fishing for cash really, aren't they? Just downgrade downgrade Grant. Like we've now got a viable option of hooker that can average – close to 70 for 200k less just do that don't be don't be drastic yeah 100 percent. and uh, you know trindle walked away from this game with a shoulder concern um so it'd be interesting to see what happens from that also but- also yeah like people people are talking about trindle as an option um trindle averaged 46 points with Hines last year trindle played the game of his life trindle played amazing he had two try assists he he scored 49 points like he got the he got the man of the match people are like oh my god is trindle the option like Jaden campbell's out he's the man he played amazing. He, he didn't even crack 50. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, definitely not uh, a person I'm looking at uh, this year. I think it's just Cleary and Hines and it'll, it'll stay that way. Um, but we've got some Saturday and Sunday games. We've got actually seven games across the last two days. Fuck, how good was that? That was awesome. It was a big, big weekend. Um, very, very big weekend. Before we go through to that and have a chat about those games. Guys, if you're, if you're sick of breaking glass bottles, you're accidentally sinking triple shots like Matrix because you can't measure it poor properly, uh, your beer goes warm, maybe your coffee gets cold in the morning, the standard squares have everything covered for you to drink responsibly but also conveniently. They're food-grade quality plastic, fantastic four-in-ones that keep all your drinks cold or your coffees warm. You can go to the website, thestandardsqueeze.com, and use the code INSIGHT15 to get yourself 15% off everything in store. Now... The Sharks copped the battering, uh, as expected. When we saw the team lists for this game, the Knights are rolling out a lot of guys competing for spots. They had Hastings, and then the Sharks basically rolled out their reserve grade team or, or some guys that are looking for fringe spots here. And uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't pretty in the end, Matty. Uh, Forty-four to eighteen to the Knights. Uh, what stood out for you in this one? Um, oh, look, was pretty happy that I was on the um, that I was on the Knights. It was my bet in punk club this week, so. That was great, uh, but probably um, Gamble, Hastings, Cogger. Like, that's a little bit of a chat that I think that we always need to have a chat about. I really like Hastings. Um, he was His kicking game was great. Um, is Cogger better than Gamble is probably the question. Yeah, I, don't, I, think, with, yes. I, think, I think you don't – with the Knights, you don't need – a six and a seven. Like the Knights, you can just run two sevens because KP can do fucking plenty for you. And I think Cogger's the real deal. I think Cogger's a long-term seven, but Hastings still serves a purpose and he can direct the team around well. He's experienced enough. Uh, And Cogger can just do what Cogger does. Like he was great. I think with KP at the back there, you can run both of them. So uh, it's a good problem to have if you're Adam O'Brien. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, two words. Dylan Lucas has now kind of... He probably made his way into God knows how many teams after that performance. Um, 
he got turned in by Hastings for his first try, got put in one-on-one -on -one and, and just did it easy, kind of barreled over the top of him there. And then uh, he caught a Hastings chip for the second. So, I mean, Hastings was best on ground in the first half. He was outstanding. But I'll tell you what, Dylan Lucas was quality as well. They, they come up with a really good combination there in that, in that first half. Now, does the pressure become kind of more evident now on Kai Pierce-Paul, who was said to be that left-edge back rower or, or kind of the guy that they were looking at to be that, that guy this year? Um, we've been high on him all preseason, Josh, haven't we? And uh, now it kind of creates more question marks, doesn't it? I'm being torn between two places because I was high on Dylan Lucas. I'm high on Kaipis Paul. I've got to be high on one of them. But you know, we, we said this about Dylan Lucas. We said he had attacking upside. We said he scored um, really nice attacking stats in his five starts last year. And he, he did it again um, this week. I'm getting a lot of chat about where to play him. His value is zero at 2RF. Um, it's all at center wing. Uh, I'm not picking him in, in my 2RF. Um, his value is is at is at centre wing, um, but yeah, I think it, it does. You know, really, we we had the Dylan Lucas hype at the at the start of the preseason um, because KPP was going to be out, but now it looks like he's going to be right to go and, and play some trial footy. It's going to be really interesting to see how Adam O'Brien lines up next week in week two. Like you would expect Kai Pierce Paul to probably get the start and have like a just a shootout. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lucas was was fantastic in this game, as was Hastings as well. Like both guys, I'm probably not keen on. I'm probably not keen on Lucas just because of KPP being back. It does throw spinners into the works. But uh, yeah, re really good game from you, him. You did flat out ask Jacko Hastings on Twitter <laughs> about um, <laughs> about Kai Pierce Paul, and he yeah. did say to be a little bit patient with. I'll, I'll, find, I'll find the exact quote while you stall. Um, but yeah, no, if no. anyone that was following, I um, I just I said to Jackson Hastings, "Hey, how good's Kai Pierce Paul?" And uh, I'll find the quote for you. Yeah, something um, about a helicopter dick, wasn't it? Oh mate, that was that was good from good from Matrix. <laughs> I was um, I was more saying about the fact that he said to be patient, which maybe say that says that Dylan Lucas gets to start to start the year. Yeah. So, so at SC Whisperer posted, Hey, Jackson Hastings, can you confirm if Kai Pierce Paul is the greatest English import to play for the Knights in the back row of all time? And he said, I can confirm that he is going to be unbelievable, but everyone should be patient with him. He's got a pretty unique gift. And then at SC Matrix said, Helicopter dick? Question mark? <laughs> Standard. Jackson Standard Matrix on X. But yes. Yep. Uh, the, 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 the term be patient is... You know, you can take that two ways. It can be a, you know, he'll start, but don't expect the world straight away, or he's going to be a little bit. But hopefully we see some trials from him next week. Yeah, I definitely urge people to be uh, cautious in taking on Dylan Lucas in round one because we just don't even know whether we're going to get to round three and it's going to be Kai Pierce Paul ready to go. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, proceed with caution I think, there. I think KPP, if he starts, like if Lucas is named on the bench, KPP is still cheap enough that you can just, run yep. with it but it's not vice versa because lucas is yep. 550 um it's just slightly different there yeah that's right uh, and the lucas jewel is so good but it's yeah it's kai pierce paul or, or probably another option from another team boys do we get a 200k center wing cheapy armstrong was unbelievable we thought jank uh we thought um jenkins had the had the lock on that wing jersey but like armstrong was unbelievable and a lot of knights fans rate him yeah and and look i mean you got to feel for Jenkins a little bit. He had a bit of a stinker to start the game. He dropped a couple of real easy ones. The, the handling errors in this game were 
ridiculous. Like it was just in nearly impossible to watch the first 20 or 30 minutes of this game, but it is preseason. So you, you kind of take it with a grain of salt, but Armstrong was outstanding. Um, yeah. The, Not the, in the game I, yet. I, so, yeah. So no, well, I mean, there's a few you that can't aren't. Put him in. Nah, I was looking for Braden Burns the other day after he went over in the corner there and I thought, fuck, where's Braden Burns in the app? Couldn't find him. Uh, probably still 650K from last year. We've we've reached that point of the preseason where we're looking at guys that aren't even fucking game. Yeah, there's always, hey, it, it was always going to happen. Um, Kale Iro, uh, though, the last, I yeah. guess the last talking point, um, I, I think he passed the eye test. He was fantastic. I, he just didn't go looking for the ball as much as I'd like. Like, I, he didn't really get himself involved in the game. You know, those centers, those young fellas, like your Isaac Tungos and, and guys like that, that just go searching for the ball. He he kind of just sat on his edge and just hoped the ball would come to him, which, you know, is a little bit of a concern. Bit of, bit of Zach Lomax about that. You know, Lomax is, is, is yep. a, a notorious, just wait for it to come to me. And that's great if you're a strike, like if you're a strike player, but Eero is still quite young. I don't think he did yeah. himself the world a favor to get the jersey round one. No. He's still got a lot of errors in him. Yeah, fuck, he's a good, powerful runner of the ball, though. He's he just got that kind of Talakai mold, that big body, doesn't he? And uh, I mean, Talakai is probably one of the better handling centers and, and passing centers in the game at the moment. So that might save his position. Um, getting Mulatalo involved on that left edge more often than not. So uh, I guess you're losing that ball playing if you're, if you're moving Talakai into the middle or onto the bench. But I mean, if we see him line up round one, you've just got to have him. So that's a pretty easy conversation to have. Um, boys, should we move on? Roosters 36, Manly 22 in this next one. I tell you what, though, the Roosters look bloody clunky and Manly should be pretty happy that they walked away only losing by 14 when they rolled out their reserve grade team. Yeah, this, was just thought, Roosters versus, this is Roosters versus Blacktown workers, wasn't it? Like, the Roosters yeah. didn't look good in this game. Like, the scoreline does not reflect this game at all. Yeah, no, it was awful. Um, any, is there anything to take? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of question marks around this back row, Matty, uh, and that rotation. Obviously, we're not going to find out what's going on there with the trials either, are we? It's it's more we're just looking at an eye test from these big boys. Yeah, turn me off all of them. Um, Angus Crichton, um, as a massive fan of Angus Crichton, doesn't look like he should be in the top 17, honestly. Yeah, red, um, red lines unfortunately. Looked awful. Um, May was exciting, but, like, yeah, like, your sewer Wongs and everything, fine. Like, they were all good. Your Butcher, like, good. But, like, you've got your Radleys. Like, what, he's still going to play 55 minutes, you would think. Um, it's hard to think about how any of these guys are going to be impactful for Supercoach with only having so many minutes to go around. Like, Tupanua was the best best on park, really, at times, and nobody was looking at him. We are all looking at, you know, your Sewell Wongs and your, like, your Crichtons. I don't know. Like, it just makes me put a line through all of them. Oh, I was going to say, if we're talking up Kai Pierce Paul at, like, 340 – with uncertainty around minutes, can we get behind Tupanua at 390? Because he was good. Like, Tupanua was a stud. Like, we've great. seen that two years ago. And, yeah, I think Crichton's played himself out of any consideration. Um, yep. I think Nat Butcher has got one of them on lockdown because Robbo just loves some consistency, and that Nat Butcher gives you that. Um, hmm. But Tupanua was great. And at 390, that's probably the best. Like, yeah, people are like, oh, Crichton... Obviously, Crichton's got the best ceiling out of everyone, if we can get back to his best, but I'm losing hope. I was sitting here on the Roosters podcast and just touting how much I love Crichton, but I am losing hope. I don't know about you boys, yeah. but 
It's gone. sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's sad. Um, I mean, and there was word that he was training the house down in the preseason and everything was going great. And If anyone says you're training the house down, you can't ever go against that. Like, that's just gospel. No. Yeah, that's True. right. Um, but no, um, I, I mean, Herbie Farnworth now- said that said that Flegler was training the house down, can I say? <laughs> yeah, good. Good to know. We'll, we'll hold that comment for later. But well, Ben um, Hunt also said Viliami Fafita was training the house down as well. So Oh, good. Tell you me know. you put him straight in your team after that comment. 100%. Ownership <laughs> skyrocketed. Yeah. We were sitting here. We were sitting here criticizing his like twenty five percent ownership. Thinking like, what are people doing? And now we all own him. Yeah, that's why. Hey, I love love preseason. It's good. Um, Um, But just quickly, sorry, people are talking about Sam Walker being a downgrade from Hines. I just don't see it with the Roosters' draw uh, or the Roosters' performance. Like, yes, they scored thirty six points, but that was against Manly C, D, and E sides. Like, mm -hmm. not great. Um, Looks like uh, I can't remember. Is it Paseca or Sipley? He's going to be out for a month with the crusher on Dom Young, who's going to be out for Vegas round one. Yeah, um, May was really good off the bench, I thought. Like, I think with Talon May, you have Terrell. to mentally, Terrell, you have mate. to get over it. Sorry, Terrell May, my apology. Um, Tyrone, you know, chuck him in there as well. <laughs> own all of them. Team um, Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, just, just the teamers. Um, I think you've got to get over the psychological barrier that you might be faced with having to play him round one. On a, off the bench. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Like, if he gets the minutes, we've always said if he gets the minutes, he'll be a stud. The minutes are a big concern. But you probably have to understand that you're picking him off the bench because I just don't think Robbo is going to start him. And that's fine. But you need to get over that hurdle of being like, well, this guy's going to come off the bench. I hate it. hate it so much. I hate picking my starting front row forwards off the bench. I mean, and, and notoriously, it just doesn't happen throughout previous seasons. You're always picking guys that are starting for the most part anyway. But this guy, his PPM is so good. Him and Xavier Willison kind of in the same mold of player and that they just rack up points so quickly that you don't need 40 to 50 minutes for these guys. You, you can get away with a 30-minute stint and they walk away with 55 points. So, yeah, it is a risk. Absolutely a risk. But again, if you're looking at going cheap in front row forward, like like we are and like we've spoken about, then it might be it might be a decent punt. Um, so I'll tell you what, I'm glad, the Roosters, I'm glad the Roosters draw is as bad as it is because I was slowly getting sucked into the Tedesco trap. He looked good. He looked really good. But you look at the Roosters draw and you're like, I just can't do it. But he looked good. Like if you're in draft, like a late second round pick on Teddy, like sign me up. 13 runs, 150 meters. I mean, that, that's kind of what you expect from Teddy more often than not, isn't it? And last year, we didn't really get as much of that. 55 super coach points, though. You'd be pretty happy with a, a short little stint from Teddy there. Um, and it's good to see in the preseason. He's starting to get his get some uh, Ks in his legs early. So um, plenty of positives. Plenty of positives in that one. Manly, though, any anything to take from Manly? I mean, we, we were looking at Burbo basically in this one, and he really didn't do too much or play really any more than 40 minutes. So you can't really take too much from that, can you, Matty? No, and like as one of the more experienced blokes out there, I sort of expected him to have a really big one, and he didn't. Um, look, I'm not going to say draw a line through him because other people are, you know, better players around him could create a little more for him. But yeah, look, right now, probably a no for Burbo, but this was a scratch match for Manly. Like yeah. basically, nobody meant nothing really exactly that's going to play say. outside of, yeah. Paseca and Sipley might get a bench spot. Like, yeah. Like, as much yeah. as we joke about Burbo scoring three tries last week, it was against a bunch of children. And then this week, he was playing with children. Like, 
this game for me is just a, a write off for Manly. Like it's it's whatever. Like yeah. I'm not too fast over like yeah. assets I'm looking at. I'm not put off by this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we can move on from this one. Before we do though, give a shout out to Ryan from Astute Newstead. So the the question becomes: Are you are you, are your home loan rates above six point two percent? If you want to buy your first home, you can reach out to Ryan at Astute Newstead for an obligation and cost-free inquiry. All you need to do is click the link in the description, go to his link tree, Hammond's Home Finance is the link. Uh, use the code INSIGHT to let him know that we sent you. It won't cost you a thing, and you can find out everything that you need to know from him. I'm going through that process with him at the moment. I know you have, Maddie in the past, um, where you're either trying to sell or you're trying to refinance or you're trying to extend your house or do renos or, or whatever it be. So... Uh, Ryan looked after me and, and got my interest rate down and um, definitely helped me out. So uh, hit him up and uh, it won't cost you a thing. That's the beauty of it as well. I think with brokers like Ryan is that they get paid by the banks. So they don't take fees out of you. They, they get paid by the banks to, to refer. So um, definitely doesn't cost you anything, which is great. Now, uh, we've got the second Saturday, or sorry, the third Saturday game. We've got the Raiders uh, 38 beat the Eels 16. And I tell you what, I never thought I'd be mentioning Wirimu Greg as the first person I was talking about for the Parramatta Reels, but <laughs> fuck, he was good. Uh, 24 tackles, 14 runs, 60 post-contact meters. Is... That guy was just a barrel. Yeah, he, he was fucking pre-season. really good. Wirimu so, Greg, Sean Cappy, get them both in. Xavier yeah. <laughs> oh, Willison. So good. Yep. Yeah, no, so Wira McGregor was good. I mean, uh, aside from that, I guess the big eye watch really in this game was the the cheapies at the Raiders, wasn't it? Um, you got Chevy Stewart, we had KO Weeks, we're looking at Ethan Strange, you know, Xavier Savage on the wing, I think, was probably the one that I was looking at the most. I didn't really want to take too much from Ethan Strange playing at halfback. Uh, that's not going to happen when Jamal Fogarty comes back into this team. It's it's basically between Strange and Weeks, whoever gets that 5'8 jersey, and it's got to be Weeks. Doesn't it? I've like, got, what are your thoughts more, on this, Josh? More, who, who gets I've that? I've got more questions and answers after this game. Yeah, like this. This mm. has left me more fucking perplexed. Like, then I don't know what to do because, like, Weeks wasn't great, Strange wasn't great, Stewart wasn't great, Schiller was great. <laughs> like, has Schiller played himself into the center spot? And Ricky just goes, "All right, we're just gonna run Chris at fullback." Like, he was good. <laughs> like, he was really good. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. He, um, great two years ago for me. Held him all year. <laughs> I just I don't know like like I said this game has really left me perplexed like you would expect it still weeks that gets the six but like the real like, against like that's that's locked in but then it becomes like the fullback spot because if Chris gets it it just kills everything I'm not keen on Savage on the wing for 350 I'm only keen on on Stewart basically at um, at bottom dollar at center wing availability so yeah. More questions than answered. I think, uh, thank God the Raiders aren't having the first round by. Yeah, look, I, I don't even know. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. Uh, I think we're, we're going to have to have another look next week and just see what happens there. I'm sure they're going to be working on combinations, but we are playing Ricky Roulette with about four cheapies at the Raiders, so it's a dangerous game to play. Um, Brendan Hands, though. I mean, we, we wanted to see how involved he was going to be. We wanted to see him get some minutes. And unfortunately, due to the um, the head knock real early on from Matt Arthur, Bra- Brendan Hands had to come back on and play more minutes than they planned him to. Um, but he passed the eye test for me. He's a guy I could comfortably play as my starting hooker, and, and that's okay with me. What are your thoughts, Matty? Yeah, I've got him. Um, I've had him. I think that he'll be – I think I'd rather him as my – hooker number two rather than my starting hooker but yeah look he'll be good for the eels i don't think i think he's gonna start at hooker 
come round one. And that's what we need to know. A starting hooker for 350k. And let's Josh. Let's get on board. So when next week the Eels play and they roll out Lusick, uh starting hooker and he plays the majority of the game, Brendan Hands doesn't see any time, people start panicking. Uh it's it's basically an audition really for the nine jersey, isn't it? Yeah, and then we get to Teamless Tuesday and Hands is at nine, Lusick's at fourteen. <laughs> After everything Brad Arthur said, uh, they played. They both played so good. I just can't split them. Yeah, that's gonna fucking happen. But no, look, hands. He looks really involved. Uh, had a try assist. Had not that kicking matters in Supercoach, but like had a lot of kicks involved. Kicks um, was running really well. Yeah, it looks really good. I mean, like I said, he's not Harry Grant. He's not going to average seventy five. But if you can get your fifty, then you'll take that all day long for four hundred k cheaper. So. Yep. Not much more to say. There's no you know, expert analysis that we can give for a 300k hooker. It's like whoever starts, just pick them. But yeah, pretty happy with what I saw from from hands. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Uh, do we know how many. how many minutes? Um, so I was mowing the lawn during this one, so I was getting updates on my phone. But uh, Sean Lane, um, did he play much in this one? I'm just having a look at like you know the 14 super coach points. I know it was Dijan Arcy and not. Still bags there, but uh, is there cause for concern? Week one of trials? No. Looks really involved. It was just one of those ones where it's like pass the eye test, but didn't probably translate to super coach. Look, mm. I put a post on Twitter today. Like we are so blessed as footy fans that trials are as big as they are these days. Uh, 10 years ago, trials were on the back of the newspaper on Monday and that's all you got. I'd love for Fox Sports, NRL.com, just to be a little bit more accurate with their minutes because everyone's playing 80 and that's the only downside. Like, we're getting fantasy points. We're getting super coach points. We're getting every fucking stat that we need apart from minutes. And I know it's hard with unlimited interchanges when people are rolling on and off. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're going to have to go back and watch players we're really keen on. But I don't think Lane played more than, say, 25. Like, I don't remember seeing him much. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think he played the first 20 through the first quarter, I think, at the the drinks break that they took. And then that was that was kind of what we uh, – that, that was the end of him. Um but let's let's move on to the South and Dragons, the Charity Shield, because uh, I mean, from what we would expect in this game, we, we saw kind of close-ish to to what we'd expect to see in round one from majority of positions. I tell you what, though, uh, is it Sean Kepi's season? And lucky I shouted out Ryan earlier because Ryan is Sean Kepi's number one fan. Uh, That's right. He's from in my inbox. Yep, he's I, in my uh, inbox every week. I posted in our little group chat. I'm like, boys, I'm tempted. And Brano's reaction was, I fucking hate preseason. Because <laughs> why is Sean Kepi coming into my thought? It's like a, it's like I'm a, uh, I have an addiction and like I'm relapsing. I'm like, why am I thinking about this? Why am I thinking about Sean Kepi as being a genuine front row forward one? Um, he hasn't proven it in seasons gone past. He hasn't done anything to suggest so. But he looks fit and determined and he looked really fucking good. Like... He, he scored oh. 44 points in about 30 minutes. And, like, man, if if my two front row forwards cost me 600K or less and I'm getting 75 points, 80 points from them, sure. Like, that, that'll that do. Mm. Yeah, and you're making up the cash elsewhere, making up the points elsewhere, really. I mean... Is it Sean Kepi season, though? Because you've got Burgess, you've got Totola, who was fine. You've got Moali, you've got Michael Cheekham, you've got... Uh, Talis Duncan, I mean, Jai Arrow could play through the middle, like, and Shaq Mitchell, uh, you know, uh, Indigenous All-Stars uh, representative Shaq Mitchell. Like, there's a lot of middles at South, and it's like... 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And I mean, we, yeah, we've got to remember this game as well. You're missing guys like Shaq Mitchell too that come back into that rotation pretty much locked in. Uh, I mean, I was looking at Jai Arrow at one point going, fuck, are we looking at Jai Arrow 80 minutes on the right edge? Is this going to be a thing? Um, you know, you just mentioned he can rotate through the middle. So, like, there's a there's a good chance there that he stays on the field more often than he doesn't. But – and then Totola was probably the one that I was looking at the most, thinking he's going to be the leader of this pack. Um, hopefully he can have a kind of injury-less season after being pretty banged up last year. And then, fuck, he was just mid, wasn't he? He just – he was he looked good, but he just didn't do, really do much. If we see this from Sean Kepi again next week, like, we've got to have a serious consideration. Yep. He's and, I, and I'm not I'm not talking front row forward two boys. I'm talking I'm talking front row forward one. I can get around. I it. think yeah. I think like Davy and um, Shaq Mitchell had a great weekend as well. But I can't see them rolling out starting with either of those blokes. Like, if Kepi comes out, Shaq Mitchell comes into the team, and it's Davy and Shaq off the bench with Kepi and Totola starting, is that enough? I'm only asking for 30, for 35 minutes from Kepi. Like, like, realistically, if I can get... Like I said, if I can get between him and, say, Hughes, 85 points... For fucking five hundred and fifty k, like if I can get that, then that's sweet. I guess like it's tough because if one goes down, this, this is the problem. Like if on paper if they get you fifty, if they get you eighty or ninety points, that's great. Then what happens when they get benched for fifteen minutes and Willison yeah. gets dropped and Liam Henry sucks, and then you're like, fuck, I need to make three or four trades to get in a term, ter- uh, a yeah, Terra May. I need to make three or four trades to get in a Max King. Like that's the problem. Because on, on paper it's a great it's a great strat. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I just don't know. I don't feel good about it, but I'm probably gonna do it. I'm I'm probably just gonna roll with cheap front row forward and just I, the best. Okay. We need Sean Kepi to stink next. We need Sean Kepi to have a Liam Knight type game next week. What if Dry Arrow has another decent Outing next week because he becomes Arrow an dual position. Yeah, Arrow was hard because he scored 19 points in about 30 minutes. And if he's playing mm-hmm. on the right edge against Ilias, well, with Ilias, sure. Um, they don't have anything else on that right edge to give the ball to, so you may as well give it to Arrow. Uh, and the rumors that Talis Duncan has played no, so he's trained edge. no edge all preseason is nice mm-hmm. because Arrow, yeah, 440k playing 80 would be would be ideal. 
but I really hope Kepi stinks next week. So my decision is easier because <laughs> if he plays like he did again, oh boys, we, oh, we could be sitting here round three being like my season's over already. I tell you what, we've, we've talked a lot, Matty, about going kind of mid range for the two RF, but tell me Keon Kalomatangi on the left edge doesn't entice you or excite you in some way. Imagine getting fed by Cody Walker on that Alex Johnston edge. Um, is there any love there for him? Can you justify spending that kind of money now that he's on the other side? No. Like, I reckon he's just going to be a block runner. runner and super coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, I think maybe we could see him at 400k next year, which is great. Okay. That would be that's nice. Bold. He's definitely that's bold. That's, that's a fucking hot take. That's hotter <laughs> yeah. than anything I've tweeted all weekend. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've seen the You've shit you tweeted too. And you don't even drink. <laughs> oh, mate. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just don't see it with Keon. Um, I just think I just think the stocks go down because like what, you're just going to feed Keon and Jack White is going to sit there with his hands in his pants for 80 minutes? Yeah, it's too many mouths to feed on the left, isn't there? Can, um, can I just say for a couple casuals, the Jai Arrow thing, like, yes, he's going to be playing second row forward, but he's front row forward dual. So we like second row forwards for scoring and front row forward is classically a plotter position. So when you can get a second row forward that has that front row forward dual, yeah, the fact that he is a second rower that you can play in the front row for super coach is the appeal. We wouldn't be looking at him if he was second row forward only. Boys, Anthony just put a good thing in the chat, which has just rejogged my memory. We're probably not going to see Sean Kepi next week because they fly out, I think, pretty soon after. So we might be going inside on scene with a 288k front row forward off one trial with no historic data to back it up. Let's do it. Let's just embrace it. It's going to happen. I feel like if you do it, you've got to leave 300k in, in the bank just to fix it. Yeah, I reckon honestly, no, that that's a probably a serious thing we need to talk about eventually is to have some cash in the bank for these after these Vegas games because fuck it it could be absolute minefield in the second TLT and you're gonna need a little bit of flexibility. So it's a it's a pretty good shout. All right. Uh before we talk about the the mighty tigers and the fact that we're back and I went looking for grand final tickets, uh we should yes, give so a shout out to Bonus Bank, Australia's number one matched betting site. So you can go to Bonus Bank, you can .com.au and you can use their code INSIGHT to get 25% off your first month of their premium subscription. You can make some tax-free and some risk-free money today with a few of their tutorials on there. They teach you how to do the match betting um, and a few other things and it's pretty easy money to be honest. I've done it myself. So go and check out Bonus Bank and uh, use the code INSIGHT to get a bit of a discount to get started. Um, Mighty Tigers, Josh, Matty, you can sit back for five minutes, mate, while we talk about um, where when we're where the grand final is going to be uh, 18, 16 warriors though. On, on a serious note, we've, we, we nearly butchered that. And to be fair, we were playing against 12 men and should have won by 30. I think it just, I think we just need to pump the brakes on some of these tigers, youngsters coming through. Um, Cause we, we were great. Like the first 20 minutes we were unreal. Like we were the best team in the park. That was before the set, the send off. Like we were just rolling over the top of them. We were really quick, quick around the rock. So it's really good promising stuff for our first team. Um, but yeah, some of these juniors, we probably just need to cool the Jets on because a 12-man Warriors yet yeah, nearly beat us. Um, and I know you said let's cool the Jets, but I don't know about you, but after Tigers scored that first try, I didn't know when we signed Cam Smith. <laughs> I, I just ball playing hooker, goal kicking. I don't remember when we we picked him up. Um, but yeah, I mean, is it? 
that was the talk of social media this afternoon. Like that was timeline was flooded with Abby Coruscant propaganda, and I am all here for it. We sat here all preseason and we're like, I don't think we believed it. I think we said it just for the sake of saying it. We didn't actually believe it. We were like, oh man, if Abby goal kicks, yeah, he must have. And then we're yeah. faced with the dilemma of Abby goal kicking, and we're like, fuck, shit, we have to do this. I'm I'm fine with it because I had JMK in my team. I'm like, cool, free up some cash. For anybody who had Brendan Hands and uh, Jaden Braley. Um, <laughs> it was gosh, a rough sorry. afternoon. It was uh, a rough <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> you have to find for 300K to get the bloke in. Um, uh, Brano, there's, and, and Matt, we'll, we'll get you back in. There's been a lot of chat around. Can the Tigers score points? Yeah, shut up. But the Tigers averaged 71 tries a season for the last three years. And that was when we've had two back-to-back wooden spoons and we sucked. Um, Aiden Caesar kicked at like 83% and Appy kicked at like 66% for his career. You'd think if Appy's goal kicking, like surely that is, that has to be improved. Like Caesar's not just going to give it up if he's like a, a pretty good goal, like a above league average goal kicker. Like Appy must have improved. And unfortunately we only saw him take two pot shots under the sticks. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like eight points minimum. I think so. Yeah. I, when you think about it, right? Like, Aiden Caesar's obviously getting on. <laughs> he's come back to the Tigers to be. I, I'm. I mean, obviously he's the starting halfback, but he's probably come back to be more of a long-term mentor figure around the club. You got Latu Finu that's going to need a lot of that kind of support in the background as he's kind of honing his game. So I feel like maybe they're looking more as a long-term option that Appy could be the guy with the T for the next however long until he finishes up. Um, rather than have Aiden Caesar, the 32-year-old, take the tee for the next year before Latu Finu comes in and probably takes that spot. Well, yeah, people have mentioned Adam Dewey as well, and that's a great shout, but yeah. Adam Dewey's not back until around 15. Mid-year. Like yeah. Adam Dewey's still a long way away. So yeah. I think, you know, if we talk about 10 points of value, um, Appy's priced at a 57. With goal kicking, I think it's a 65 easy. And then is there any kind of bounce back for the Tigers? You know, some more creativity. We saw... You know, a really nice ball to Alex Seyfarth. We've got John Bateman. We've got Isaiah Papali'i, Alex Seyfarth, um, Fanor Bolly. Like, these are good options to have at the line. So I think there is some upside for Appy. The only problem is, like, are we going to see a De Silva or a Simkin named at 14? That's the only real kick in the dick. And I don't think it's going to be a huge... Like, Appy's not going to be playing 55 minutes. But it's like, does he go from, like, a 75-minute average to a 65 and that's not much, but it's, you know, six, Enough. seven points. Yeah. Yeah. There's your upside gone if he doesn't play those yep. kind of minutes. I think the games, I think there was eight games last year that he kicked goals in and he played 80 minutes in every single one of those games. So I'm really hoping that they trust in the fact that he's got the motor. But again, it's the start of the season. So I wouldn't be surprised if they have someone like a De Silva on the bench or a Simkin to, well, to had, just ease into the like, season. He still averaged 68 minutes a game last year as well. So it's not yep. like we're going from an 80 minute hooker to a 65 minute hooker. Like he still averaged 80, uh, 68. So um, yeah, there were some cool stats getting around the average, like 70 points with goal kicking, but take that with a grain of salt because he did play 80. Um, at least, but, at yeah. least you've still got 580 K to pivot. If he did, like if the worst case scenario happens and he loses seven minutes or whatever, at least you've got, you know, 570 K to oh, pivot to I'm... someone. If you need to go Jaden Braley to somebody because he, you know, God forbid, gets injured again, or they realize that Phoenix Crossland was just better in his position. 300K is hard to find somewhere to go to. Yes. At least 570K, you can pivot from there. 
Well, that's the thing. Like if, if Appy, like I'm probably going to start with Appy um, and I'm probably not going to panic jump off until probably around six or seven. Like you want to give it time to, to manifest. Um, and by that stage, you hope Jaden Braley has found minutes and fitness. So it's a pretty easy pivot. Um, so yeah, we, we've always been advocates of starting big and going down unless it's front row forward where you're looking at Sean Keppy for 300K as your, as your main man. Um, but yeah, like stuff, uh, I don't know. Like we, we also, sat here and we, yeah, yeah. Who said also, sorry, that Appy doesn't start really well. We keep talking about the Tigers draw being great, right? So let's say they start okay. There's points, at least points being scored and Appy's a really big part of that. You know, when the Tigers are scoring points, Appy's involved in some way. Mm. And uh, he goes up to, let's say may, maybe high 600K. He averages maybe 69, 70 to start the season. And then Harry Grant with the storm draw has a really kind of ordinary start to his standards being maybe averages 57 or 58 through those first four or five games. We get to the storm draw, we get to Appy and maybe he loses the kicking. Who says we can't then move 50 to 100K to get Harry Grant and just hold him for the rest of the year? Because in, in yeah. my head, that's the kind of the perfect scenario to play it out to start. In in saying that though, like look at the Tigers draw up until round seventeen, we have two buys and two bad fixtures, which I would say is the Panthers in round seven and the Broncos in round eight. Apart from that, it's pretty smooth sailing up until round seventeen when we play Melbourne. Like the draw is not terrible for the Tigers if you are buying into the narrative that you know there is some bounce back. And I understand, like as much as we're saying we're back, baby, and grand final bound, which is obviously true, it is still the Tigers. Like we need. It can't get worse, which is what I, I think. Like, we averaged, like, three tries a game last year. Like, I don't think that can get worse. I think we go to, like, three and a half. Yeah. I mean, we I, scored it's three today, minutes. but, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, couldn't score we against have... fucking 12 players. Um, yeah, but we but didn't anyway. have Justin Ollum. Like, that's... We didn't have Justin Ollum. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And, and John Bateman, you know. Yeah, that's right. People, people complaining about having to find 300K from Braley up to... Um, Appy should dicks out for me because I had to find 600k because Caesar is no longer an op. <laughs> like, yeah, we can put the red line through Caesar. Like, honestly, like, I know that we've done the halfback podcast, and if you're not listening in order and you're going back to the halfback podcast, we probably spoke for 15 minutes about that being the only viable option outside of going Cleary and Nico. I think you must go Cleary and Nico now. None of us believed it though. Did like none of us believe the Appy kicking? Like I put it up on social media no, as a bit no of a chance. fucking like, no, no, it's gonna be. But I was like, when I saw it today, I was like, oh shit, this is this is happening. Yeah, yeah, it's the Grand Theft Auto gif of here we go again, fucking walking down the side oh, street. Shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's Appy. Uh, this is an Appy chorus our podcast now, by the way. Um, Alex Safar, though, I no idea how he started didn't make the front cover. I know. No, I didn't want to be biased because I, I had people say, oh, this isn't a Tigers podcast in one of the comments on the last pod when Josh and I were just no. talking about the Tigers <laughs> when you weren't there. So, um, But Alex Safarth is a genuine option, I think, if he gets the starting 13. Uh, yeah. At the price point, I think, what, 310K or something like that? Like you, you've got to be picking this guy as your 2RF5 um, at worst case. Um, I think yeah. you could even rely on him being your 2RF4 if you really needed to if he gets that starting gig. Yeah, just expect a poor score in round one because you're going to have two assets that are sitting, which is not ideal. Yeah. But Seyfarth, he scored 51 in about 25 minutes, and that was with a try, so take off 30 points. So he still scored 21 in 25 minutes, which fuck, I'm like really happy with. Like He's not going to be exciting. Like He's just going to be a really... He's an Aldi 
Yeah, you're just yeah. going to be an Aldi Cam McInnes. He'll just churn through that's work. It. But at 320K, man, like you price at 32, like he gets, if he gets 50, like fuck, that's nearly 20 points of value. Like that's unreal. And yeah, I mean, it's tough with no Bateman, but you would expect Bateman to play 12 and, and Asukapoa to probably drop to the bench because um, he is quite versatile. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually pretty keen on Safarth. Definitely. Uh, we'll keep a very close watch um, on him in the next trial. But uh, two guys from the Warriors that we need to be talking about. One is Roger Tuovasashek. And we, we talked oh in length God. about the fact we weren't we weren't very interested, but fuck, he, he looked good. We he, all have egg on our very face. Good. We all yeah. said his ownership makes no sense. What's going on? And yet I'm sitting here with him in my team right now as we speak. And it's just like, <laughs> fuck, man. Like the vibes through the roof. Yep. Unreal. Didn't roam, which was a sad thing. Yeah, and that's kind of what you wanted to see, isn't it, Maddie? Like you, you want to see him kind of floating around in that Joey Manu role for the Roosters. You, you want to see him kind of chasing the ball and getting a bit more involved, and he did just sit on his edge. So, uh, is he of interest to you? Has he kind of piqued your, piqued your interest? He's piqued my interest, but he hasn't done enough yet to make me jump on him straight away. He's a tremendous talent. Um, I think if anything happens to Chance Nickel Clockstad and he's playing fullback, then I'm all in. Like I'll move heaven and earth to get him in my team. But right now, in the centers, or maybe even the wing, um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say no and I'm gonna stay away. I'm just gonna be patient. Um, they give you trades for a reason. So um, yeah, look, if if he looks like he's gonna average eighty after three weeks and he's five hundred and thirty K, then heck. Yeah, by all means, I'm going to find a way to bring him in. But straight away, I'm not. What do you do have it. to see next week? Um, a good combination. Honestly, of SJ? yeah, yeah, probably. Well, he'll be on SJ's side, correct? I think SJ is the kind no, of guy he'll that be on the other be. side. Yeah, SJ, SJ will float. Like I'm not expecting yeah. them to play split down the middle. Oh, yeah, um, look, I'm going to stay away for now. That's yeah. there is question marks, and like he comes into a Warriors side that is well established. There wasn't a ton of changes outside of you know some bench guys, um, and then you know he has a good game with um, Harris Tavita and Luke Metcalf, which I don't expect to be playing a lot of first grade this year. Um, look, I'm just not a hundred percent sure that Tuivasa Sheck is going to be better than a 600k player by the end of the year. No, but if you're doing, if you're going the option of what we're we're discussing, like you've got uh, about six dollars spent in your front row forward com- combined, and you've already got a Taylor May, you've already got a Hamiso, or you've gone up to a Marzu, and you've got, you know, if you've got, oh, you've got like a Jack yeah, Bostock sitting 100%. there, and you've got three hundred k left over, you like, man, the vibes. Yeah. That's what I'm looking you at. Get it. 100%. How much That's are vibes worth in Supercoach? At, oh, least, at 25 least 25 points. At least, at least 12 points a half. So, yeah, 24, 25 points. I'm with you. I'm not finding $1.2 million today to go boss doc to. Just give me a day or two. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, you're in. I've already I was, mortgaged my $2 million. I thought I was struggling, I I was struggling with Braley to, to Appy. You're sitting here with fucking Caesar to. Caesar to Cleary. Leave me alone. But you've got vibes. That's twenty five points. And then when the Warriors yeah. play in those VB bitter shirts, like RTS has got fifty <laughs> points before he, the ball's even kicked. Yeah, uh, I sent you guys a photo <laughs> in that chat of, of that uh, that heritage jersey that they've got. Fuck, I'm going to cop one of those. They look very clean. They look very nice. Um, I tell you who else looked very nice. Ali Layatawa. 
oh. that guy is a serious talent, man. Like we, I reckon he's going to be playing some first grade at some point this year. And there were rumors that RTS was going to play on a wing so that they could try and get Leia Tower in their team in the centers. I mean, I don't know whether that's accurate or not, but it, and again, it's just a rumor at this point in time. But fuck, imagine if we see Leia Tower lay up in uh, in the center in the four or the three, and then we see RTS named in a two or a five jersey to start in round one. I, I think they would have tried it. I think they would have tried it in a trial. Like, I think they would have tried it this week if it was genuinely a chance of happening, right? No, I don't know whether they would have. Why wouldn't they try it when you've got your proper spine and you've got SJ there? Why wouldn't they do it next week? I think the more realistic thing is he beats out Rocco Berry. That's probably the more realistic route, and they just play two split centers. Um, Or Pompey, I think that's the other center. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's, it's a three-row battle between Pompey, um, and uh, Titi and uh, Barry, yeah. and he was good. Like he was really good in contact, really strong. We highlighted him in our Warriors preview, mm. and I don't want to. I don't want to say I'm sitting there watching highlights of this kid. This was more of a oh, Warriors fans think he's pretty good. Let's chuck him in, and but Warriors fans are pretty good. Like he's 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 good. Yeah, he's yeah, they know really strong contact. Um, yeah, uh, this, the the nephew of Aoi Lawatiti. Pretty good, pretty good bloodline. Um, shout out Anton for for that one, but yeah, some pretty good uh, bloodlines to have there. And mate, two hundred thirty-eight. That's an extra, that's oh, an yeah, extra, extra ten points. points. Bloodline, extra fifteen points for bloodlines. Hundred percent. That's why Jack Bostock's going to average sixty. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I'm on that too. I like that. Um, no, um, like two hundred thirty-eight k. Like we're not going to sit here and give you big in-depth details if he's named, obviously straight in. Yeah, that's right. Let's move on to Just the Broncos. Like James Schiller two years ago. Yeah, James Schiller. Let's not, let's not bring up James Schiller again. Um, Broncos 46, Cowboys 20. Matty, I'll, I'll throw the throw the ball over to you, mate. You, you'd be pretty happy with this, uh, seeing Reese Walsh just run amok as he normally does. Yeah. It's hard to get too excited when you have a look at the team sheet for the Cowboys, but Reese Walsh is still Reese Walsh in case anyone was wondering. Um, so Renault went to the bench and Reese Walsh just took over. He was kicking in play. He was putting people through gaps and then also being there for support, um, kicking 40 twenties. Like he was phenomenal. Like, but then you have a look at the team they were playing and you're just like, well, look, he should be doing that. Yeah. It's it's the first week of trials. Yeah. But, um, I'm excited about Brandon Piacura to be honest. Oh, this is going to bring up some contention, I think, because uh, we've had conversations around not being super keen on Pia Kura and I think it was, was it 12 base, Josh, um, if you yeah. take away his scoring? Yeah, yeah not, um, not not ideal, but I just did want to highlight uh, Reese Walsh pretty quickly. Uh, shout out to him. Number two in the NRL Rose Hottest 100 um, behind Herbie Farnsworth. Mm. Has he overtaken KP? Is he... Not in terms of like playing ability, but is he like genuinely the biggest superstar in the game? Like in terms of like yes. marketability and aura. Yep. Yeah, is, is he just the guy? Cool. Absolutely. He's overtaking KP. He's taking his yep. Queensland jersey. He's taking his spot in the Rose Top 100. And it's all downhill for KP. He's washed. He nah, makes KP people will just come out and average 120 this year in Supercoach. We'll take it back. He, he makes people who aren't fans of rugby league watch rugby league. 100%. He is he is our Taylor Swift. Yeah. Ooh. Good comparison. Oh, did you see the Batuta Advocate article? 
about how how swift you know you know old mate from Chermside just sitting there going these swifties these guys are over the top as they're feeding his dog in the broncos dog bowl like yeah stuffy yeah um, yeah that's it but yeah like Pierre cora like let's let's talk him because we're gonna have to have some tough conversation and i don't think Pierre cora is the kind of player where there's no in between with him i feel like you're, you're off him or you're on him like there's no middle ground here so, yes, he had 72 points, which is unreal in 40 minutes or however long he played. He had two tries. None of them were off kicks. So, there's 27, 54 points, plus eight points for tackle breaks. So, he's got 64 points in, in just attacking players. And at least Might 12 points in touch. Okay. So, he scored 16 points in, in unattacking points. Yes. So, in Piacora's big games last year, when he's playing over... Uh, what's, what what minutes do you want to give him as a qualifier? 50? Yeah, go on. Okay. Yeah. So these are his base numbers. 17, 24, 36, 34, 36, 47, 44. There is but pure you're base. Paying for, but, you're, but you're paying 440K for Sean Lane. What's his base? Much better. Like it's about 54, 55 at his peak. Like at his, at his 2021 peak. What um, we know from Sean Lane, yeah. From two yeah. years ago. Yeah. And and people are like, oh, he's he's a brilliant line runner. Can you point to me where being a good line runner gets you stats? Can you point to me where Boyd Cordner was a super coach gun? Like, Britton Acora is probably the only one that like capitalizes on that because he's playing with a half that can just feed him. Now, like, I don't think he's losing money. Like, he's obviously value. He's gonna improve on his average. But like, let's pump the brakes in this like sixty-five point average type shit that I'm seeing. Like. I don't think he is the best mid-range to RF. Oh, I've no. been very no, vocal no about that. But no, people are talking about like people are talking about like him, like he should be 100 percent owned. And I don't think it's that much of a slam dunk. No, he plays on, he mate. plays on the same team as Reese Walsh, so he's got everybody watching him for starters. But yeah, I think today when I went on my um. You know, when I started chipping away at my team to look for 900K or whatever was happening today, like going from Bo Firma to Piakura or doing something along those lines isn't a massive downgrade. I think Piakura is very viable as your second row forward four. Yes, not oh, not sure. a two. And people yeah. are treating him yeah. like a two. And that's that's my like, let's just calm down um, a, a little bit here because like – at the end of the day, his draw is not great. Uh, it's the Roosters away in Vegas at a small field. We're already worried about the congestion of, of those fields. Are the Roosters it's good? Hey, mate, they just beat Manly. Didn't you see? They just put 36 on Manly. They're back. <laughs> um, but like, I, I expect that Vegas game to be very, very cagey because none of these guys mm. are going to have trials next week. Um, I could see a lot of them being snooze fests. They play South at home against Suncorp. That could be a good game because South's... Yes, they won, but they weren't convincing. Are they good? They, yeah. they played the Penrith away. They played North Queensland at home, which we're not going to see the same North Queensland side. That was their C-grade side. And then they played Melbourne away to Amy Park. Like, it's not a, an amazing draw. And are we just expecting Cobo to get no ball? Like, are we just going to be like, oh, hey, Cobo, we've moved you to the left center. You're going to get fuck all ball, and we're just going to feed Pierre Cora. I guess, like, when you got Reese Walsh averages, running... I think over like, the first seven weeks, he averages, like, 53. When you when you've got Reese Walsh and Ma'am and um, you know like how often are they going to go out the back to Reese Walsh instead of hitting Pierre Cura with a short ball through through a hole? 
Like nine times out of 10, they're going to be feeding Walsh out the back. So uh, maybe he becomes that guy that just is that kind of decoy runner um, for that sweet play out the back on the left. And, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried. I honestly, most of the time when I see a performance like this, I'm like, oh, I'll just get him in my team. And uh, I didn't do that after this game. Hmm. So maybe that says something. If there wasn't, if there wasn't four thousand other options, I'm not having the stance. But I just think there's so many other options. Like the base does worry me, but in saying that, the base of Reese Walsh worried me last year, and that worked really well for me by not owning him. So maybe just don't listen to what I want to say. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, so anyway, Peter is a fantastic option, apparently. But, but, I'm keen. I'm but we, keen. I'm, just, I'm not like. I'm not like. Oh, he is the best two RF at that price point. He's my two RF two. I'm just yeah, I, not that. High. I agree. He's sitting there as my two RF four. But so we're talking about the Broncos. They will be one of the best teams in the comp this year. I think. Oh, bias. You're not talking about the Broncos, please. Like this yeah. is not a Broncos podcast, mate. Come on. <laughs> and then, sorry, I'm covering Kia. It's backwards when you're on camera. Um, sorry, I don't support Kia, but. I think, like, yes, they'll go out the back to Reese Walsh a lot, but the trick play in going to Reese Walsh four times and everybody being so focused on Reese Walsh is you can just go the short ball to Piakura and everybody, all eyes are on Reese Walsh. All eyes are on Reese Walsh. There's 54,000 people watching Reese Walsh at every Broncos game. Like, that's where all the eyes are. I think there'll be plenty of opportunity and it will come from attacking upside. And if you have to play Piakura, then great. At 420K, you're going to be playing. Him. It's just, it's, yeah. I just think it's funny how um, trials don't matter until it affects the guys that you like. And that's the funny thing about mm. social media. Trials don't matter. Trials suck. No, who takes care of it? But it's your guy that scores 70 points. Oh, man. He's a stud. And what happens if he doesn't score two tries saying he finishes on 15 points after 30 minutes? No one will say a fucking word. That's the thing, though. That's why I'm just like, we've got to pick a stance Trials don't matter. We had, we, had this, we had this conversation earlier. No one said anything about Jeremy Marshall King scoring like fucking 17 points today. No, no one. It's because they all went to Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> Legler scoring like twenty points. It's like, what happened to him, man? Like he was, he was the guy for a bit. No, it's just trials. Trials, trials, trials don't man. matter until it affects your team, and that's what I find funny. Hundred percent. And I mean, look, right, if the Tigers lost today. King. Yeah, let's talk about we can talk about Jeremy Marshall King because it's a, it's what a good actually, Jeremy Marshall non-truthers. Sorry, thirteen points he got today. Uh, he had yeah. nine run meters, eleven tackles, and one run. So it's a good day to be a Jeremy Marshall hater. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you've got one up on us because I think Maddie and I have both had him in our team in the preseason so yeah. far. And uh, now anymore. we've gone to happy. So happy days. Um, uh, for me, is that enough to scare someone away now that we've got mm-hmm. the appy option? The, you, the hooker I'm that's not, goal kicking. I'm not the guy to ask. Probably, Maddie, yeah. probably Matrix needs to tune in here. I'm not the guy to ask about this. He was playing against Gold Coast Titans under 14s today and scored 13. Yeah, I I don't really know whether there's much else to say. Like, especially because like now the question marks. Really shit, didn't they? Yeah, they look pretty ordinary. Didn't Awful. They? Definitely. Have a look at the team they rolled out. This is basic. Like, it's close to their starting lineup. So you've got you, Hammer coming in for for Fuller. Um, it'll be a battle between New VTW and and Avarillo. I mean, Bostock and Asako will be your wings. Katoa and Sullivan will be your halves. Gilbert at thirteen. Aiken and Kafusi. That's not changing. Flegler, Nichols, and JMK. Like, two two changes out of that side for the first 20 against, yeah, the Raiders, yeah. The, the Titans, 
E-grade team. Wasn't great. No, it wasn't. It wasn't good at all. Um, so, uh, but again, it's it's only trials, boys. It's only trials. Let's just calm down, all right? Uh, I, I, yeah, look, uh, I mean, maybe the one We're convincing point... people to listen to us for an hour and 20. It's only trials. <laughs> it's only trials. Um, Jack Bostock. Like if yeah. he if he wins that wing spot, which he played pretty well. Like he's a big fuck. He's a tall boy. He played some pretty good footy. Like do do we think that Bostock gets it over Tessie New? Because maybe that's probably the toss up at the moment, isn't it? These two competing for that spot. I think Bostock starts, but are we concerned? Played, but the better part of sixty minutes, a try with a line break, and and finishes on forty six. Yes, and so we're targeting that no really good draw all. on the yeah. weak side. Like the strong side's Herbie and, and, and Sarko. So we're picking mm-hmm. effectively we're picking Isaiah Tass from the from the the Rabbitohs on that shit side with a with a with a decent draw. And it's not like he's Basically. bottom dollar, he's like mid three hundreds. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this. If you have Jermaine Asako in your team, are you fucking pressing a board very, very quickly? Elite team. Like oh, the minute the minute that Herbie moved to the left, uh, to the right, I'm straight off him. You could get him for the vibes, though. There's no, no there's vibes, no vibes though, and he doesn't get the ball. No he gets screwed up again. There's no vibes. Hey, He's going to be doing Fortnite dancers out there on the edge. I want to know, and, and he's in my team right at this second, how many points extra you get for being number one in the hottest hundred? Because I have Herbie Farnworth in oh. my center wing right now, and I fucking really that? like it. I need someone how to talk me that? out of it. He, he looks 630K. 630K. I mean, it could be him. It could be Karaz around that price because point. He will just not pass the ball. Any Correct. set play when any set play Wayne designs up for Asako, it just stops <laughs> Herbie. He's like, nah, fuck it, <laughs> I'll do it myself. But he's a good finisher. He's a big yeah, body. He, I mean, he, we saw it this afternoon. He just kind of walked over three blokes to score. Like he does that more often than not. And he did it at the Broncos. And I guess the argument for him is that he's gone from the you know a grand final team to the Dolphins, who probably won't make the eight. But I'll tell you what, how much ball is that edge going to get fun worth for Sarko? I can't talk. I wish I could, but I can't talk you out of it because it's like you were keen on the Sarko and I was keen on the Sarko and he was like 130K more for the for the draw. Herbie's just going to, yeah, he'll he'll go looking for work, but he'll also like be involved in, in attack on that strong side. It's, um, I'm keen. I'm keen. Let's, let's chat about Tom, uh, not Tom Gillett. Let's chat about Tom Flegler. Because he was the, the preseason hype man, new club. Everyone thought he's going to play. He's going to do a Wilt Chamberlain and average more than eighty minutes a game. But like this is so for anyone that has been following me for a long time, you would know I had a very anti Jai Arrows dance in two thousand and twenty when he moved from the Titans to the Rabbitohs. He averaged sixty four the year before, and everyone thought you know Arrows going to be a great buy in the system. And I just didn't see the minutes, and he averaged fifty six. So he had an eight point drop off. I don't see an eight-point drop-off with Flegler, but I just don't see the upside. Like I just, know, I'm not seeing it at all. I think it's a 40-minute roll. Mark Nichols played great. We saw, you know, Jared Wallace just somehow manages to keep being good. You've got uh, Colin, Colin Lemuelu off the bench as well. Like there is depth there, and I just don't see the minutes for Flegler to warrant the selection. We chat. We sorry to keep rambling, but we chatted about him, Brano, being if anything overpriced. Based off his yeah. like historic three games finishing the season, yeah, yeah, he he finished with a seventy eight and a seventy nine or something like that to finish the season. I think that was like thirty points above his average or whatever it was from last year. So that bumped his price up by four points. That's forty thousand dollars 
at starting prices this year that he is overpriced based on that if you take away those last two scores from last year. And then you look at his PPM over the last four years, 1.02, 1.02, 1.03, 1.06. So basically what we're backing is he needs to see an increase in minutes to be relevant. And the last four seasons, he's averaged 44, 42, 44, 44. So he needs to average 50 plus minutes this season to even gain you 50K. Not everyone, not everyone that moves clubs changes role, and we need to be okay yeah, with right. that. Yeah. Like Wayne Bennett has just bought him to be what he was at the at the Broncos. That's what I think. Like he is a great forty minute guy. He'll give you his all, and that's all Wayne Bennett wants. I'm not seeing, yeah, fifteen, thirteen to fifteen minutes increase, especially with the with the bench they've got. Yeah. You might get no, four no, minutes increase, but like, yeah. what? Are you buying him for yeah. forty thousand? Like, you know, you're not buying no. him because you're wanting to average 400 I think if he was 400K, we could have a discussion. I think if he was 400K, we could talk about it. But he's 480K. Spend that 80K elsewhere. He's a poor man's Sean Kepi. I can't believe I'm saying that. I <laughs> oh, uh, better mark that spot there for a, for a clip <laughs> during the week. Yeah, we can clip that one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, what a weekend of footy. Like, it's so good to have it back more, more than anything. Oh, that's that's nice. the main thing. And so good to see Valens Tavade just ripping and a tearing. Mm-hmm. No KFC though, um, this year, which is very disappointing. Hey, if no KFC is going to get you, what was it, thirty-seven points in about ten minutes? I'm all for yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Him so playing ten minutes in a full, him playing ten minutes in a full strength team might just say that casuals who hear VTW, who remember his magic round heroics. I need to remember that he's probably not going to play that much first. It's just people drinking the Brian Senior Kool Aid. That's good Kool Aid. Let me tell you that. Oh, great! Um, great one. It's on. Let's let's answer some questions in the live chat before we wrap this bad boy up, shall we? Um, so we've got Flint asking which five eight cheapy do we go to now as Caesar isn't kicking wasteland. And I tend to agree, but it's kind of KO weeks now, isn't it? Or or Ethan Strange, whoever wins that unless, spot. Unless unless he's had Caesar as his five eight one, then you're in real fucking well, secret. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're, it's time to it's time to rejig that team. <laughs> I think it's just, I think if Caesar's your five eight two, like just remember I had him as my halfback, which is a wasteland. I think still Caesar could be better than KO weeks for seventy K. I don't think you're panicking. Yeah, even without the goal kicking, I don't think you're good, panicking though. that much. He looked good. Yep. Like, I hate to be the voice of reason. I'm never that guy. Telling us to pick a Tigers halfback, even though they don't have the kicking. That is incredibly responsible. I mean, boys, I know, I know you laughed <laughs> at me. Instead of KO weeks. That might not I, know you laughed at, I know you laughed at me, but a solid 24-point outing from our boy uh, Isaiah Qatar today. Hey. <laughs> Hey, and we were just talking about the fact that Katoa, it was Katoa to Farnworth for that try. So right. you just never know. Is that the, new, is that the new Ezra Mam? Is he, is he oh. the new Ezra Mam? <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, in, all, in all seriousness, though, if he is your 5 8 to 1, I, I probably would just suggest rejigging your side. Um, just get Dylan Brown. Yeah, or, I mean, or Tom Dearden, if you have to just not go yeah. super premium. Um, otherwise, like. I'm just looking here. Like I filtered it by 200k to 400k, and I'm like, do you just do you just go do you just go Trindle? Like, do you, I know it's I'd probably shit, say that's the next option. Honestly, I'd say Trindle might be the next option. You're looking at everybody panic when Jaden Campbell 
was said that he's not starting the season, everyone's like, fuck, I'm just going to have to get Dylan Brown. Well, you don't necessarily have to. I'd recommend you do, but you don't have to. You know, there, there are Tom other Dearden's options. probably your next best bet, and then maybe yeah. Trindle. Um, I'd find the cash for Dearden. But if he's your 5 one rejig. If, if he's your 5 2 um, and you can somehow get Appy, playing weeks round one is not the worst thing in the world, and then just bring in Appy as your next option after. Paul Thorne uh, was asking about Jamin Salmon, the weak gutted dog. We had a couple of weak gutted dog comments in the in the chat. Um, he played well in the game. Dual position pod. Uh, if he okay, let me ask you this. Sorry, better question. If he we see round one, he gets named in the thirteen jersey to start, and we see Curran on an edge. Does Jamin Salmon become relevant then? No, no movement. Insert that sleepy Shack meme. That's just me. Like he played great. He, he scored thirty one. Like. He was just a poor man's Victor Radley in terms of super coach. Like he was just a shoveler, engaged the line okay. Unfortunately, engaging the line and looking cool doesn't really get you super coach points. So for me, it's a no. Um, what position is he? That's more important. Like I haven't even looked at what he is. Uh, two RF CTW, I would assume. If he's if, if he's two RF CTW and you're looking at him for CTW, then there's another bulldog asset I'd probably just prefer. So why don't so you just get, you get Karaz, you get Zeri, you get Hutchison, and then you well, just get Salmon. You I'd, just have four I'd Bulldogs just, in your center wing. Oh, 100%. And then you've got Max King yeah. and um, and uh, Sam. Sam Hughes. Up yep. And then Reed Meyer is really good. He passed the eye test. And Jacob Preston's a lock for 80 minutes. So how can you not? <laughs> no, nah, in all seriousness, um, I if you're going to have the money for a Bulldogs asset, uh, I'd rather just take Hutcho at center wing. Yep. Good shout. I like it. Uh, Troy Vickers, friend of the show, uh, wants to know how many set and forgets do you aim at versus cash gen? Is it the year of the mid ranger? Matty, I'll, I'll leave this one to you. How many at the moment in your team do you have as guys you just put there and hope they last the season? I probably have five or six guys that I'm hoping last the season. Like the great thing about Supercoach is you get some of these mid guys, like, and they could just last you the season. Like, you know, if I still have Sean Lane at the end of the year, I'm not going to be disappointed. If I still have a Max King, if I still have an Appy Coruscant, like you get these guys hoping that they are nearly set and forgets. And when it doesn't work out, you just have to pivot and you have to roll with the punches. So I think that you want five primos. I'd rather call them primos than set and forget because they're not really set and forget. They're let's ride them for now and see what happens but I'm paying up for it. I'm going to have a big punt. And I think these guys are guys that, yeah, that will score us a lot of points. So five. What about yourself, Josh? Do you agree? Yeah, I've got, I've got five guys over 700K right now. I've got one guy at 600K, two guys at mid 500s, and then a you know a bunch of 400s. But yeah, set and forget is probably not the best term to use because would you be surprised to see Sean Bloor average 61 and he be your front, uh, your 2RF number six by the end of the season? No. No. So, yeah, in terms of primos, like Matrix said, I've got five as well. Yeah. yeah They're in the key and, positions. And, and, yeah, I'm not looking at a primo hooker or a primo front row forward or a primo 2RF. I'm just looking at double gun halfback, gun 5 eighth, double gun fullback. And, and also, the game's changing. We've got weekly buyers now that we didn't have two years ago. So, like, you do have to be flexible with trades. Origin obviously plays a big part. You know, a lot of us traded out Nico or traded out Cleary during Origin last year. So, Perfecto. um yeah, and for feeder guys like that, that you would consider to be a that, and that was a massive mistake. You'd consider to be a set and forget, right? These guys, but you can kind of manipulate your team if you're if you're looking at the schedule, you're looking at buys. So, 
yeah, set and forget, maybe not so much, but I, I guess, yeah, maybe premium is the better question. Um, Skitty is disappointed that you, we've been live for 12 minutes at the start of the show and you hadn't finished at least two beers yet. So um, actually, very disappointing. <laughs> hey, we're nearly done. Hold on. Um, Corey Blackledge is in the chat asking us uh, how to how to pick an NRL Supercoach team. Uh, so he's played a bit of uh, NBL and, and uh, all the other Supercoach sports, but new to NRL. And uh, obviously with the World Cup coming up, everyone's going to rip in, which is great. And we're going to do a beginner podcast episode that are going to cover all of the basics that you need to know to put together a decent team and to understand NRL as opposed to the other sports and the tactics that we implement to um, you know get ahead of the pack, I guess. So stay tuned for that one. That'll be coming up very soon. Uh, Mark's in agreeance with us that the Raiders cheapies are a no-go zone. Um, I mean, we just have to wait and see who gets the gig at the start of the season, I think, on that one. Yeah, I wouldn't say no-go. I think more just like less slam dunk than we originally thought. For sure. Especially at the ownership, isn't it? you got like yeah. Ethan Strange for, is the most owned player in the game at the moment. We don't own, even know. Which is not, yeah. I think he's the we most risky one. going to be named yeah. in round one, so just wild. Um now, we spoke a little bit of South playing Vegas players next week. We can kind of naturally assume they probably won't with, with Vegas being so quick. Unless Demetrio just fucking hates them and says, all right, you can play 80 and then jump on a plane for fucking two days. <laughs> That's a long plane trip too. Definitely not uh, not advised, I don't think. Um, Aman was uh, live about half an hour ago, wasn't he? Uh, uh, happy season. Shout out to Aman. Uh, definitely on board with the Appy call. Uh, Fisher doesn't rate our good draw for the Tigers shout. Thinks it's a bit of a stretch. Um, now I can understand. I can understand. I'm with him 100%. Get a bit carried away here, but I mean, um, in saying that, good draw, I guess on paper and in theory, like in theory, it's the best draw you can have. Um, but obviously, yes, factoring into the Tigers are putrid, then yes, well, we, we can yeah. we can understand. Can can you guys take your headphones off for a second? Because I just want to want to let everybody know that quite often shit teams make really good targets for Supercoach. That is why I have X amount of cheap Bulldogs because they had to rotate through a few guys because it didn't work last year. The same with the Tigers. They're rotating some guys and they're going to try some things this year. Like it's very hard to get really good cheapies on really good teams. So that's why we're having extensive chats about the Bulldogs. That's why we're having extensive chats about who's going to be the winger for the Dolphins and the same with the Tigers. Like, yes, we could sit here and talk about how good the Warriors are, how good the Broncos are. We very rarely bring up Penrith. Do you want to know why? Not much has changed and there's not that many super coach targets that you don't need to. Do you want Scott Sorensen? Because that's what he is. Like, yeah. It's what you get on the tin. Yeah, exactly. Like, In saying that, so, make, make so we're really going to talk about these bad teams. Yeah, I was going to say, you make a really good point. I'm looking at the top four from last year. I have one Penrith, no Broncos, one Storm, who's a mid-ranger, not even a premium, who's moved from the Tigers, uh, and at the moment, two Warriors, but, you know, RTS is, who knows. So, yeah, like I'm, yeah, it's hard because... These good teams are good, but their players are also good and they're priced to be good. And yeah. I don't have that money right now. So, and, yes. And, and that's the just... difference between an NRL podcast. Sorry, Brainer. The difference Thank between you. an NRL podcast and an NRL Supercoach podcast. Like, if you want a Panthers Wankfest, then yeah, it's not here. And plenty of podcasts that'll give you that. <laughs> Yes. Hey, maybe at the back end of the season we'll we'll have another one when uh, Nathan Cleary wins us wins a super coach or something. But um, one of us is fifty percent owned. Yeah, 
Um, speaking of bad teams, we've got one more question from 404 error page. That's a good one. Uh, is Curran a fade given the way Salmon played as a link forward and perhaps only getting 50 to 60 minutes at a PPM of 0.85? What do you reckon? I mean, we kind of spoke about this a little bit. It's it, Let's say Curran gets named on an edge. Are we still interested? I asked, are we interested in Salmon, but are we still interested in Curran on an edge? I mean, I think there's a higher likelihood of current being benched than on an edge. Like kick out's not being moved. Preston's not being moved. I don't know. Like, I just think this is a case of Jamin Salmon beating up on a second rate side, which is great. You can only play what's in front of you. I understand that. Um, but I mean, yeah, Josh Curran has spoken openly about him playing 13 and I don't think one 40 minute performance against Melbourne's B side is going to change Geraldo's mind. If it does, well, fuck. We've got 4,000 options to pick from. It's not like we're, we're short of options. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I'm not too concerned. I've got current pegged at maybe 60 minutes rotating between prop, edge, link. 60 is fine for me. Um, if you get 60, I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm not going to ask this question to you, Josh, and I'm not going to answer this one either, but Matrix is. Um, is Luke Brooks an option? Mitchell wants to know. Um. Can you put up the 10 in the bin gif? Because <laughs> like, honestly, like I am all on board with you guys. Like Daily Cherry Evans hasn't died. I know he's getting a little bit older, but Luke Brooks is not going to be an option at all, to put it politely. I don't understand the ownership that he's currently at. I expect that to come in a little bit and just rein in. But I think it's exciting and it's a great move for football, but Luke Brooks has never been a super coach option, and moving to Manly doesn't fix that. Mate, didn't you see three try assists against Braden Burns's daycare last week? <laughs> hey, I'm all for nah, it. Look, Let's go. Nah, look, Luke like I said, in. like I said, I think he's priced at his max at 55. I, I always refer back to Kieran Foran, averaging 48 when Turbo scored 150. People are like, oh, well, Turbo is going to do wonders. I mean, Foran. I didn't average 50, so, yeah. it's a good call. Uh, Anthony McElroy uh, asking about Lob from the Tigers, oh, goal-kicking winger. Get loves behind this kick. one. Yep, I'm all for this. I mean, look, hey, if he finds Lob, his way into the Lob team, huge. he'll find his way into boy. my team too. Uh, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, Alexander Lob, uh, New South Wales Cup Player of the Year for the Dragons last year, moved to the Tigers. Huge. Um, he's a big boy, big winger, big rangy winger. Um Similar build to like a Daniel Tupu, like just a broad, tall guy and can kick goals. So, um, I mean, I'm very happy to trade Appy out if Lob becomes a viable because a goal-kicking winger, yes, it's for the Tigers, but still um, definitely an option at bottom dollar. But I don't want him to kick goals because I want Appy to kick. Of course so we do. Of course we do. It's, uh, yeah. Of course um, Mr. C-double-B, uh, one of the NBL show followers, Matty, uh, how much is in the bank for you, he's asking? Uh, $97,600. Um, I will probably rein that in. Yeah, you still I'll need another 600000 to get to Cleary. No, no, no. I have, I have Cleary now. I, I am okay. no longer a pain hassle. He's, he's got um, one of those Supercoach Central teams that's just got like a bench full of rookies that we've never heard of. <laughs> Billy Army yeah, Billy Fafita. Army Fafita. The GOAT. Yep. Um, for me, it's seventy five nine, uh, and that's with a rejig team today. Uh, and that's with, uh, yeah, Terrell May and Sam Hughes as my one and two front row forwards. Yeah, I've I've only got thirty three eight, um, but that's with Cotter and Kepi in the front row. 
So I could go cotter down to someone in the 400s, which is uh, probably you'd actually joke with the Kepi Kool Aid. He's in. Yeah, he's in. 100%. Oh, I had to you... do it because Hamo, Hamo told me to. And I can't go back on the Kep Goat, as he, he calls him. He pays our bills. <laughs> Does. Yes. Um, guys, we're, we've answered all the questions. That'll that'll do. It's been an hour forty marathon on the trials. We'll come at you again Sunday evening next week and talk probably more relevant trials next week. I think we're probably going to see something a little bit closer to what we'll see in round one next week. So stay tuned for that one. We've also got some pods coming up on the center wing and the fullback position. So they'll be coming out in the next week, along with a beginner podcast for all of you asking a lot of questions around how you can get started playing NRL Supercoach. That'll be coming at you as well as a couple of others. And then we've got TLT in like fucking nine days, which is just insane. So very exciting times. Uh, I can hear uh, Matty breathing quite heavily at the, at the thought of getting six Broncos into his team. So That'll be fun. But guys, that'll do us. Uh, Thanks for watching. Hit like and subscribe if you haven't yet. And we'll see you for the next episode. Thanks for watching. Catch you next time. Cheerio. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 